Hello everyone, it's Saturday, March 25th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Lay's Dill Pickle Chips, despite the fact that I already have one lodged in my throat. <laughs> they are so good, and I... They I, are our comfort food. Very much so. So... Each week, we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they are memorable for us. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twisted Sister where one of us loves something, the other hates, or this week where Chelsea has not seen something at all and I have to convince her to watch it. And we'll open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. And it's always me, and that's totally fine. Okay, if you want to believe that. This week, we're going to focus on TV shows, specifically ones that focus on family dynamics. So what are we going to discuss first? So for a pop culture artifact, I thought it would be good to start off with Gilmore Girls. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. You really like my table, don't you? I was just... Uh... Getting to know my daughter. You're... Are you my new daddy? Wow. You do not look old enough to have a daughter. No, I mean... And, and you do not look like a daughter. That's possibly very sweet of you. Thanks. So, daughter. You know, I am traveling with a friend. She's 16. Bye. Drive safe. Woohoo! I love Gilmore Girls. We both love Gilmore Girls. Yes. I. Before you were born, Gilmore Girls used to air on this network that was called the WB. It doesn't exist anymore. Yes. Um, a lot of good things came out of WB. Yeah. It, <laughs> first, like, I, I don't know if this is right in terms of history, but I feel like the WB became the CW network, and I don't even know if that exists anymore. Oh, it does. It does. It does? Okay. But Me with my antenna TV, I get it all the time. And I love the WB network. I got really into all of its programming. It's how I found out about Veronica Mars, which I'm sure we will talk about someday, but one of the big things they had was Gilmore Girls, and Gilmore Girls took off in such a way that we, like... On, on on the channels where we live in Canada, there were channels that played reruns on it on like Saturday afternoons. There was like yeah. marathons <laughs> of it. And I loved it. And eventually I just said, you know what? I want to watch this in order and not not the way I was watching it. So yeah. I ended up just buying I don't want to seasons. watch season four where she's dating one guy and then all of a sudden we're in season seven. Then we're in season one and I don't know what yeah. is happening. Yeah, because these marathons didn't run in order. Oh, no. It was just a hodgepodge of episodes. Yeah, now you get some sort of order when you watch reruns. Like Big Bang, when they run it, it's usually in some kind of order when you see it on like CTV and stuff like that. Big Bang Theory, you mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, But on uh, in other situations, it's just totally random yeah anyway explain what gilmore girls is for anyone who has been deprived of this joy so gilmore girls birthed the best mother-daughter duo of all time i wouldn't argue that with anyone uh lorelei gilmore and rory gilmore so lorelei when she was like 16 she gets pregnant and her parents are very supportive so she leaves home decides to get a job as a maid at a hotel has her baby and raises it this all happens before the first episode. Yeah, by this the is way. all backstory. Yeah, this, this is not the actual premise of the this, show. This uh, is before the show even happens, and then the show starts around the time that Rory, her daughter, is sixteen. She's sixteen. I thought she was fifteen. She's fifteen, but her birthday's in like the first three episodes. So let's okay. say she's basically okay, sixteen. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um. And yeah, so Lorelai is now helping run the hotel or the inn, the dragon or not the dragonfly, the Independence Inn. 
Yes. And uh, her best friend is Suki, who is the chef there. She works with a... But we're not going to go into each yeah, character. Because sure. there are five million back characters. Like, there's... The town they live it in is very is much an ensemble. Star yes. The, the town is called Stars Hollow. Every single person that you meet is going to come back into it. It is very much like, here's a collection of quirky characters. Here is the yeah. town. Everybody has a personality... Um, some you love, some you hate. But the focus is on the two Gilmore girls. And, and the, everyone that interacts the, with them in and their day-to-day the day life. The real catalyst of the show is that they have a friendship just as much as a mother-daughter relationship. The mom acts kind of immature. Lorelai is, is she's still kind of she's like She's her a kid. mom, but she's also her friend. Which yes. is usually yeah. not what you want as And the parent. daughter is very mature. Like, yes. she's very, like, focused and ambitious, whereas her mom is kind of like, woohoo, and more hippy-dippy. Well, I always say that you are Rory, but early seasons Rory, because I don't like later season Rory. Okay, well... As you know. Fair, yeah, fair enough. Um, and, but the catalyst of the show, and why it's, I think, why it's called Gilmore Girls, is not just the main two characters, but that's who you will focus on throughout the whole series, but the fact that they're... The daughter gets into a very prestigious high school that costs a lot of money, and they don't have money, but they come from money. So Lorelai, as the mother, has to mend the relationship with her parents from years before. Emily uh, and Richard. Emily and Richard Gilmore, who are extremely they are wealthy. They are the grandest of all the grand people. Extremely wealthy, and they uh, offer to pay for Rory's education to go to this She can have high a full ride on their money provided she does friday night dinners with them every which, week they they meet to yeah. have dinner together which is basically like putting a noose around lorelei's neck yeah. because she hates being near her family because it reminds her of her first 16 years of life which she hated yeah she did she was never part of that world she didn't want to be part of that world but she's forced to do it because of her daughter and and the series is fantastic. It goes through a lot. Like like I said, the characters... A lot of shenanigans. It, the characters are all flow through those two main characters, being Lorelai and Rory. Yeah. Um, but there are other storylines yeah, that I mean, branch out. Her best friend, her frenemy. Um, there's so many love interests. I won't even get into that. And I mean, you'll, you'll have allegiances to who's who. You may not know them yet, but Luke Danes and Jess Mariano very much influenced my taste in men, both in TV <laughs> and in reality. I I have fluctuated back and forth so many times. I initially was all about Team Dean, and then in later years and, I looked back. Well, season four, you're no longer Team Dean, and if you are, you're crazy. Uh, don't do any spoilers, because this is definitely a show oh, worth watching. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying once you get to season four, prepare for things to change. Yes. Very unexpectedly. <laughs> yes. And... Anyway, anyway, I, I eventually... I, I, I'm Team Jess. I've been Team Jess from the start. I watch it, and I know that he is toxic in the moment, but his growth later shows that he is, he is very yeah, much a, perfect. Yeah, a mature Jess seems to be a well-suited person Mature for her. Jess is who Luke was when he was trying to, like, raise Jess. Yeah, it's... It's funny because but he he's more back on he's him. more culture he's more literate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. nobody knows what we're talking about unless you have already watched Gilmore Girls. But that is definitely one that we're really not going to spoil it for you. We're it's, just going to give you our take without saying anything. So else. go on. What Completely was the, out of context. What was the impact? What was the impact for you? Um. So I, you know, I love the mother daughter duo. I think it very much mirrors how we are with our mom. Like, mom is gonna tell us we're being stupid, but at the same time, mom will be dancing around the living room with us. 
I'm more like Emily Gilmore, where you're yes. obligated to come see me every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And Emily Gilmore is someone that, when I first watched the show... She I love was, her. Yeah, she's changed for me. Because when I first watched it, I was like, this woman is evil. Emily Gilmore, like, the grandmother? Her and Richard. I love her. Her and Richard. I hate them both when I first watched it. And now it, it had been a... Like, I've watched it recently. I've watched it a few times. But the more the more recent years of me watching it... I, re- I relate to her struggle more and feel more empathetic towards her than I did initially, but it does increase my hatred for Richard the more I love Emily. Because Richard does some snaky things, but he gets away with it because Rory has always favored him, and it really bothers me. Because she's like, oh, don't be like that with Grandpa when Grandpa's doing really shifty shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. For me, it but was... But to her, that's was, her grandfather. Yeah. That's just all it Can is. Can do no wrong. Yeah, there's just this love and loyalty there. And it's... For me, it caused problems later on with different decisions that she makes because she's honoring them. One of the things I loved about the series is that... Is that your stomach? Yes. Is your stomach growling? Yes. Have a chip. Eat I'm, a chip. I'm sorry. Sorry. So, I've, I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. Um. So, one of the things I loved about the series was the fact that... They addressed actual deaths of characters mm. and wrote that in as a storyline. They didn't make it that they got divorced. No spo- They didn't run off, anything like that. I mean, this this was kind of in, in the headlines at the time when it happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go into details. People may already know who it is that I'm talking about. But one of the characters, I will say one of the main, like, top four-ish characters. Well, I'd say top six, but okay. Okay, top six <laughs> characters, apparently. <laughs> passes away in real life um so like the actor passed away in real life so the character they address it because this series had a not a reboot but like a continuation on was it netflix some streaming yes. service yes it was it was it was done on netflix and then released after and it was done like a, ver- a very a short year in the life a year, year girls a year in the year life. in the life each season they they had an episode anyway um, they addressed it, and there was a storyline about a character grieving another character, the one that had, the actor had actually died in and real life. And it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite storylines. I'm not a fan of the continuation on the, the revival. Series. It's a bit messy. Revival. That's that's a good word. The for revival's it. a bit messy because you have a show that ended not the best way. I would argue that the finale of Gimmel Girls could have ended better than it did. Last season is the worst season of the original run. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but then in the revival, it was a chance for fans to really get a taste of these characters again and enjoy that. But you have different elements in it, like the 15-minute musical where you want to blow your brains out. <laughs> and I think that's more a reflection of them doing stuff like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the creators of Gilmore Girls. Well, like, they were playing with yeah. other genres as well as going back to their roots. Yeah. And I feel like it tarnished a bit of the original vibe and feel. Yeah. Granted, Stars Hollow is known for doing wacky shit. Mm-hmm. They but. had they had the film the film um, festival for one of the characters one of the characters in the town his name is Kirk does every conceivable job you can think of if there's yeah. like a, a one off sort of job that if you're... they're walking into town one day and there's a person on one of those like lifter things to fix a telephone pole Kirk is that person then the next episode he'll be working in a bakery yeah he's episode everywhere after, does everything yeah episode after that he's a mailman like it'll go like this. His taxes must be a mess, having all, all or, those different employers. Or, like, he is going to be super wealthy. Cause th- but that's, he probably that's does a thing. that. He probably does that, taxes. That is a thing, though, that comes into it, where he said he's super stingy. And you know that secretly, Kirk is probably, like, a millionaire. 
promote because the work he, he does. does all of the jobs yeah. and he spends Everywhere. no money. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting distracted. There is actually a a period in the show. I can't remember what season is, but he actually makes a movie, like a short film, and it plays I in, think the, that's in the season five. I think it might be season five in the town's um, film festival. It plays. Yeah, in their little movie theater. So they do Which have... Which is so cute. It reminds me of the Roxy that's in Whitby or Uxbridge. Where's the Roxy? Roxy, I believe, is in Uxbridge. Yeah. So in a, there's a town in Ontario called Uxbridge, and there's a movie theater there called the Roxy. Very small, historical... I hope there's, it's still there. I hope they still have the paintings on the wall. It's beautiful. Very, if you very get the chance, bygone you era, adorable. If you happen to be in the greater Toronto area, go to Uxbridge and, and have a, a show at the Roxy. No. Um, we haven't I been in a while, believe, which I feel wait, bad about. By the but. way, this this is episode is this not is sponsored by the Roxy. Not, <laughs> not sponsored by by Uxbridge or the Roxy. This is not a paid. We're not being paid by that city, even though we don't even live in that city. We just really <laughs> like movies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, ironically, on TV Week, we ended up going to a movie theater. This place. is very true. Anyway, Kirk releases a movie for the film festival. Yeah, he releases a movie for the film festival. So they have a departure in the series as well, where they have like these random, they have random town meetings, they have random film festivals. The town things, meetings are hilarious. Things that small towns might actually have, and they are addressed, and they're usually played for laughs as well. Um, and it is a comedy series. I should point that out. This is this series is very comedic. It's a dramedy. One of the things. Okay, my impact. I'm going to say a little bit about why it was instantly memorable for me. It, there's lots of shows about family dynamics, especially nowadays. There's lots of shows that are comedic about family dynamics. One of the things that I loved about this series, other than the fact that they had a very ambitious daughter, like think Alex P. Keaton from Family Ties, yeah. almost. You got Michael J. Fox, you got Rory Gilmore. But yeah, very very amb ambitious character. That ambitious, was a little bit different. academic. But not why it was mature memorable to me. ish. Not why it was memorable to me. What was memorable to me... It wasn't the characters that you related to, it was the well, dynamic. Would you like me, would you like to tell everyone what my impact was? I'm sorry. Let, let me tell them what my impact was. I was is. giving you a second to think, My I'm sorry. goodness, no, I know, I know I'm go what I'm going to. Okay. The series, the little factoid, the series has, I think, double, or, or maybe more than double, the amount of pages a typical TV show of 45 minutes has. And the reason why is the characters are extremely fast-talking. They're quippy. They make references to all sorts of things outside of the series. So, like, they'll, they'll make references to characters from movies and TV shows and books. They're well-read. The characters have watched everything. So it's, it's very uh, laced with these illusions all the way through the the series and it's fantastic for that that the series in fact comes if you buy the box sets come with little um, guides to help you yeah. i was actually about to mention little pop that. culture guides that so they're like do you if you don't know what she's referencing here you know it'll say right here this is a joke about marilyn monroe and joe dimaggio yeah. or something like that yeah if you don't know who marilyn monroe and joe dimaggio are and their relationship yeah because it's very it's a lot of it is dated as well to old hollywood because that's a lot of the stuff that is like close to their hearts yeah. Is. And this and this series was from the nineties. Mm -hmm. So so I mean you've already got, you know, quite a bit of time passed already. It's retro since then. on retro on retro. Yes. So you have lots of references that you may may not get. And that's okay. Like the, it's not necessary that you know every single joke that they make. But through context you will understand it. But I loved it. That was the thing that I was like, this is different. You have to pay attention because they talk so quickly. And then on top of it you have 
a lot of cultural things that if you do get the joke, it makes it even more hilarious because you understood the reference. Yeah. And it almost feels like a pat on the back for you. And I loved that. And it was what initially drew me in. And it's continued to draw me into other shows as well that have similar sorts of things, although not on this level. This well, is like next level sort of. The thing of. that makes that exciting for you and I, because I agree that that is a very big part of our love for it, not only is that something that most shows don't do and have the fast-talking characters, but that's more realistic to when you're having a conversation. Like, you and I, when people listen to this podcast, we probably think we're talking at a normal speed, and people are like, what did they just say? And have to go back because yeah. we're just... Blah, Slow blah, 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 blah. it down for the rest of the cheap yeah. seats in the back. Yeah, because most of our conversations are quick, and it's a back and forth. It's like a ping-pong match when and you the- have a conversation with someone, and that is what happens in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. You don't have it that a character all of a sudden takes a pause to do, like you know, some sort of facial expression. breathe. Yeah. Unless it's a dramatic moment in the show, As Joey Tribbiani calls it, the fart acting. Just filling it with random facial expressions instead of remembering lines and saying what you're supposed to say. They talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's not like you're sitting there like, this is never going to end. You're sitting there like, this is funny. And you're interested and you get sucked in. Which is why it's affected us. Yeah. I really like to it as a comfort show. Okay. Much like our dill pickle chips. Okay. Well, I'm almost done the dill pickle chips, so. All right. Want me to get the bag again? (laughs) No, no. No, no. I have. You want to do the the honorary fight club Mm -hmm. for this week. I have the honors this week of introducing the fan theory fight club. Which is also connected to a show that we love. Yes, Canadian show, by the way. A TV show. Shout out to all the Canadians. Yes, yes. This is a Canadian made and. It, they, they actually made and written yeah very <laughs> and Canadian starring host hosted off of a Canadian network to yeah. start off although it eventually went into you know through I don't know how far away I think in UK and America have it and it oh, was, it's all over the place I think it's global it's on now. Netflix so it probably just you know it's probably true. touched across the world hold on hold on hold on that's not fair I don't know if it's still on there anymore first of all I don't think it streams on there anymore it, it's gone doesn't that's matter it's gotta be devastating to all the people during my COVID goodness let me say the show I'm let sorry. me say the name of the show we're, we're getting them all hyped up they want to know what we're so talking about it is about. a TV show that focuses on fa- family dynamics very different kind of family the show is Shit's Creek now if you have not seen Shit's Creek please don't listen to our podcast. Just leave immediately and go watch Shit's Creek. Binge watch all of it. And then come back and finish the episode because you do care about what we have to say. <laughs> Ignore her. You do care about what we have to say. So Shit's Creek. Um, very, very quick kind of recap of what it is. It is a very wealthy family of socialites. Uh, like you're, you're, Think multimillionaire. Reverse, reverse rags to riches is what it is. It is a reverse rags to riches story. It's riches to rags. They lose everything because of some sort of tax issue. Their manager or agent or whatever took takes, off with their take, money. Takes all their money and leaves them with nothing. Yeah. Except for one thing. Except for the title that they had bought as a joke. The father to, bought it for the son. To, which so Johnny Rose, the dad, played by Eugene Levy, and David Rose, who's played by Dan, uh, his Dan actual Levy, his son. actual son. They are real father and son, and they play father and son in the show. Those eyebrows are inherited. Yes, yes. <laughs> no trimming can fix them. But we love them all the same. Oh my gosh, um, yes. But he buys it for his son as a joke to be like, yeah, that's right, you're going to be up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Like, he, that is what... I haven't actually said. They bought the title to the town, oh, the claim of the town, Shit's Creek. So they technically own this town called Shit's Creek. And they th- they bought it as a joke. And it is the only thing that they are entitled to. That, now that, that they, they have nothing. The only thing they didn't keep. The, yeah. The, when they, um, whoever it was, the accountant or whoever took off with everything, he left that to them. 
So now they have to move to this town. Uh, they move into a motel called Rundown Motel. Very rundown. Uh, called the Rosebud Motel. And initially, it's just. It's not the Rosebud initially. It's not called the Rosebud? What's That's it called? later, isn't it? Okay, it doesn't matter. It, they, it, they move into a motel. It, it, they call it the Rose Motel, and then it, later it's the Rosebud Motel. Okay. Because of the names. God, Chelsea, oh. get your facts right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they move into a motel. The name does not matter right now. And the whole series is based on the fact that there there's four of them. There is a, a mother, a father, uh, and a brother and a sister. Um, none of them have any interest in being there. The father is trying to make the best of it as much as he can. Because he's a businessman. He's he figures, a businessman. I can make something out of this. Yeah, he's trying to, to kind of flip their situation around, but he's clearly not happy with it either. Um, the mother is an actress. And equally as dramatic in real life as she is on screen. Yes, yes. The character, we should say, not Catherine O'Hara. Oh, no, the Catherine O'Hara is her. sweet as anything. But <laughs> She's a Canadian icon. Yeah, but the character um, is equally as dramatic in reality with her family yes as she is when she's doing a role yeah then you have the two children one that you already mentioned which is david, david rose david rose my who, personal favorite love him so much. i think me too as well he's very sarcastic very biting he's gone through a lot of like well he, emotional... has, some of, he has some of the best lines like he does I, like i'll get into my love for him in a minute but the show is full of great lines though yeah but and then his sister, Alexis. And his sister is Alexis. Which you guys think probably, Paris Hilton, you probably Lindsay know Lohan. You probably know her or you know someone that's like Alexis. And she talks like this. Yes. And everything kind of ends with like an up tilt at the end of each sentence. Yeah. And she's... And that's why you get the iconic line, ooh, David. Ooh, David. Yeah. that That's Alexis. So you know the kind of person we're talking about. And that is our fan theory for this week. So Alexis... Alexis is a socialite, and she's been all around the world, and she's dated she's all She's done it very young as well, because this all yes. happens before they're even there, and she's not even She's not 30. that young, she's, though. She's not even 30 when the show uh, We starts. don't know. We don't know how old she is. Well, it's implied that she's around, like, 28, because when he says, you're nearly 30, she's like, you know, don't age me. Yes. Because so, David is already 30. He is the yeah, older sibling. he is the older sibling. And their sibling dynamic just, it's... It's amazing. Like they have to share a room. That, yes. That's part of the issue as well. They're yeah. grown adults sharing a room and they're Well, you they're have them teasing each other and he's well. like, eat glass. And then there's the iconic scene that you and I love where he pretends, he's messing with her and saying, you know, sometimes I see a lady over you at night and do you feel her like sucking the life out of you? And she's just like freaking out freaking very out, quietly. Yeah. And she's like, dad. And he goes, dad's dead. Yeah. And she's she's super freaked out. She's like, shut up, David. And he's pretending to be asleep. And you see him smile. That is the yeah. best part for me. And it's the end of an episode. I just it, love it so much. Yeah, it's not as... Yeah. There's there's a lot of just, like, sibling moments in the series. Family but, moments yeah, in the series that, that are, are really good. That are just so funny. They're perfect. But we watch them over here's and over. the theory. Fan theory. Let's here's go. Here's the theory. So the theory is, Alexis, who is this socialite, is not actually just a socialite. The theory is that Alexis is actually a spy, or or does something in the like espionage type yeah. of world. She's being used as a a conduit to get to all of these high profile people. And at first, we were, we had some doubts about this theory. Well, clearly, she's been let go because she's stuck in Schitt's Creek for the duration yes. of the show. Yeah, nobody cares that much. They about obvi- her she anymore. obviously messed up her last mission as she's a spy because old. she is she's she gotten too old now. Anyway, it throughout the series. Um, 
there have been many stories that she reflects upon her past life. And I mean, there's all sorts of stuff where she talks, oh, I, she was a, she dated Leonardo DiCaprio and things like that. Classic, like, rich kid, they had yeah. connections in Hollywood stuff. But there yeah. are some that raise some red flags. But And, and she just drops this information willy-nilly, which is maybe like why... Like it's nothing. Yeah, maybe that's why they didn't keep her, because she's not a good spy. I didn't say she was a good spy, I just said that she was a spy. Because there are stories where she has been taken hostage by Somali pirates for a week. She escaped a Thai drug lord's car trunk by bribing him with sexual favors. Yeah. Uh, she has played pool for her friend's freedom uh, at a uh, Ugandan diamond smuggler's house. <laughs> it, these are the kind of stories that she just throws out just lightly in conversation. And, and they don't talk about them. It's just that's that's the... That's what she did. There's no questioning. There's no... Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right for you. And her largest <laughs> relationship was an affair with a, a Saudi prince, but for the last two months she was trapped in his palace and she was trying to find an embassy. So in reality, her longest relationship is a month. Yeah. Because the other two months is a hostage situation. Yeah. <laughs> at, one po at one point she's taking the mayor of Schitt's Creek through checkpoints and, and they're panicking. I think, I think they did something think like very slightly illegal are you talking about the milk is it raw milk is that yes, what they have okay. the raw milk and he does right. he say that they're both named jacob i don't remember he's like he's not jacob important and she's jacob, not important to yeah. this theory not important to this theory. a little bit of illegal activity yes for they're the mayor they're panicking and she's she with not. him she's with him in the car and they're going through a checkpoint and he's freaking out and she's going oh don't worry about it i've been through checkpoints before I have actually gone through a bunch of them in Johannesburg before. So it's little things that your typical socialite, your Paris Hilton type of that era. Um, they're this, not doing this. Yeah, they're not going through what she's gone through. Like, she mentions negotiating in Arabic and how that's so difficult to one of her love interests at one point. And, and if you've heard her speak English, you can tell it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that you're like, okay, well, this, this girl's got a backstory. And... At first, like, if I didn't delve through some of, like, the examples, it seems, like, unlikely. But now I I go through it. I think this theory has merit, that maybe she was a either not aware that she was a spy and was kind of just roped in and not aware of what was like going they, on. Like, they recruited her as, like, a snitch. Like, they, they did the equivalent of that. They were like, you did something bad. You got a DUI. We want you to go in and get some information on this person. And it just, like... Yeah, and just domino snowballed. effect. Yeah, from just there <laughs> exactly, and and the, so there's that possibility. Or she was she was aware that she was a spy, and that maybe she was just a bad. And this is spy. a persona. She's like, terrible because she just kept telling people stuff, yeah. and and people thought because of who she was that maybe you know maybe that I don't know. I really don't know, but it, it's one of those things that she's a little bit more aware of of world politics and and that kind of thing. So the, I I think this theory has merits and. What do you think? I kind of like who she is in Schitt's Creek, so I feel like... You don't want her to be I, a spy. I don't want her to be a spy. It would be cool if she is, and they, like, do a spinoff later on. Like, Dan Levy <laughs> has some time, and it's Alexis' secret agent. Um, oh my gosh, that would that, be hilarious. It would be so funny. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't want her to be one, but it, it, it does, you know, add up. For the it crazy shit that she does. It does. And it I never... Work. And, and watching the series, never once did I think that this hadn't... No, I never thought about you this. You and I look at each other like, are you hearing this crazy shit that she's saying? And the yeah. family just looks like, huh? Yeah. Well, like the, they don't take her seriously at all. What you mentioned when she said that she had to bribe the guy for sex to get out of his trunk, that's done in a friggin' round of two truths and a lie. And she lies about her eye color. Like, it's such a clear... 
lie, yeah. and her dad gets it wrong. Is that one that's said? Yeah. Okay. I didn't go missing, David. The FBI knew where I was the entire time. Okay, anyway, it's time for you to get your... Twist the sister. Your litigator pants on. Are, you, are, you, are your litigator pants on? They're always on. Okay, good. Go ahead. So, for Twist the Sister this week, I picked Anne with an E. Here we are. Here we all are. Glad to see you, Matthew. Welcome home, Anne. Thank you, Mrs. Lynch. <laughs> So it's Sorry. it's the story. Everyone knows the story of Anna Green Gables. If you don't, I'm concerned because there's been so many variations Canadian, of it. Right? Yes, Canadian. Yes, PEI, Prince Edward Island, Canadian, yeah, Newfoundland. It, you're going down east. It's not Newfoundland. It's no, PEI. But like, no, I'm saying like you're going down east. You're going that side represent, of Canada. Represent our country. Be a little patriotic and okay. know that it's from Prince Edward Island. Okay, that's from PEI. <laughs> okay, Alexis, go yeah. ahead. So, um. Everyone knows the story of Anna Green Gables. Basically, Anne is an orphan. Parents died before she was born. Or that's at least the impression that you get. She's spent a load of time in an orphanage. She gets uh, kind of adopted. I don't see any formal paperwork happening, but it because this is the, like, 1890s, I guess. I think that's when it is. Uh, she gets adopted by them, and she gets up to all kinds of shenanigans with her best friend, Diana. Uh, she's ostracized and initially treated very poorly by the town, but she steadily wins their hearts. Um, but Anne with a knee, I, my favorite version when I was younger was, I watched the cartoon one. Me too. I was just going to say. New kids, and I thought it went on for years because I would watch an episode every week and it felt like it went on for ages. When I looked into it, it was like one season and I was like, this has to have been the longest season of a show ever. I really enjoyed. It was amazing. I can do the whole song right now. That's how much I love Let's it. Let's not do that. I'm not going to do that because I can't for sing for one. For the sake of but everyone. I love it so much. So if you type in, like, cartoon Anne with an E, it's also, or not Anne with an E, but Anne of Green Gables, uh, you'll find it. It's amazing. Watch it if you can. Anyway, with Anne with an E, I think it was 2016 that they started this adaptation of it. Um, and... I'm not convinced. I, well, you're, I'm not, you're wasting I'm not your time. Yet. Okay. So you don't really like older things. Older things? That's yeah. not true. I like lots of older you things. You don't like period pieces. You don't like, you know, pioneer time stuff that much. P yes, I'll give you that. I'm not a big fan of pioneer type things. Yeah, like, like I would watch the Waltons and... Not a huge and, fan. Um, uh, That's uh, not pioneer, by the way. Well, it is older, though. That's my point. Yeah. You don't really like stuff like that. Folksy sort of stuff. Yeah. Little House on the Prairie, fan. stuff like that. That's not really no. your thing. Not a fan. Not was a my thing. I loved it growing up. What's that other one? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Not oh, a yeah. fan of that. So, the, of that sort Sully of Sully is the man. <laughs> don't know Quinn. who that is, but you okay. You do know him. Is that the large, the, hairy man? Yes. Okay. The large, hairy man. Uh, anyway, <sighs> getting a little off track here. With Anne with an E, um, it's the same story that you've heard... A, bunch of times before because there's if a you bunch know the of story of, of Anne of Green Gables you know the story yeah so why would I watch this show if I already because know the story? it is fresh it is new what's fresh? I loved it. what's fresh what's new uh Amy Beth McNulty I think that's how you say her name she plays Anne is. Shirley in it and there were mentions of when she initially wrote the book who I can't remember the author's name for the life of me. It's just left my brain. Oh, okay. Who okay. wrote the original Anne of Green Gables. Okay. There is speculation that Anne had, like, multiple personalities and a lot of other things wrong. There was? Yes. Okay. Um, Never heard that A lot before. of things like this were speculated because of the trauma she experienced as a child. And they kind of, in the first season at least, they kind of peek into that a bit in your first few episodes. 
like she'll be talking to herself in the glass of a cabinet and it's like she sees is a different a, version is of this herself. Is show creepy? No, no. What's the tone of this show? Oh, it's it's like very family friendly, very, very the like same folksy type, calm. Yeah. Same type of thing that I yeah, expect. But okay. the beginning of it. But they address to, like mental health issues yes. potentially. Okay. Yes. Well, and that's new. Okay. they also, at one point, they address um, deaths of children because there is a character in it called Rachel who is Marilla's best friend. Who's Marilla? Marilla is Anne's adopted mom. Okay. Her brother is Matthew, who's like her adopted dad, because Matthew and Marilla are siblings that run a farm. They, they literally, it's in the song, they send for a boy and then, you know, she's a girl. Uh, and Marilla is initially really pissed. She's like, send her back. We don't when want When you say her. song, you mean theme song of a completely of different show. Of the cartoon show. version. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's keep on. <laughs> this I is sold. your fault. I've watched the cartoon version. Yeah. And as a child, I totally vouch for that. But I don't understand why I would watch this new version. Because I really don't. it deals with all sorts of things that they kind of dance around in the other versions. Like Matthew at one point, he has- You got no mental health. I'll he, give you that. He has a heart that attack. They have me. to deal with the fallout of that. They deal with the fact that Marilla, because at this time, men were the only ones that were allowed to do anything. Marilla has to try and go to the bank and say, I want to be able to take okay. care of this. So and they gender do, they, equity. They don't got take it. her seriously. And Anne's like, we will sort this. We will do this together. And it really creates a family bond between the three of them. Girl power, go on. Yes. Um, anyway, I got distracted. Rachel, who's Marilla's best friend, she talks about how she had something like eight or 10 kids. But who? So Rachel, who is Marilla's best right, friend. Right, sorry. So her adopted um, mom's best friend had 10 kids. She had something like eight or 10 kids, and some okay. of them have died. And it's really sad, but the love that her. But isn't that standard for this time? Like, you had. You, you were basically making farm hands. No. Well, for them, it was. When you see the couple of Rachel and her husband, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. They are we're the sweetest call him couple. Phil. You can tell. You Rachel can tell that Phil. they weren't having kids just for farm hands. They were having kids since they were in love, and they didn't have condoms. They just went wild. Oh, okay. Um, but it's really sweet, but at the same time, there's like a Saturner note that Rachel, who is a character, when you start the show, you hate her because she's so cruel to Anne, but her growth, as well as other townspeople that you don't initially like, they, her growth yes. uh, is something that's admired. And at the same time, like the, all the other characters that you have in it, um, you initially think of them as like surface level, you're probably not gonna see them again, but they steadily have moments where you can grow to love different characters. You have characters that have like one line in one episode and they become a huge part of it a few episodes later and then they're a huge part of it later. And they also deal with race relations because Gilbert, I don't know if this is in all of the versions or just this one, but Gilbert's mom died when he was young and then his dad dies in the show and he's basically left on his own so he decides he's gonna travel for a bit. And at that time he meets Sebastian who is a uh, black man from Trinidad and he okay. brings him back to PEI and says work with me on my farm so we can keep you know going and he agrees to do it and when he goes there you know he's, he's treated poorly there's racism all this it was very rampant at the time it deals with like modern issues and other hot button topics while also okay. being true to the original story of Anne with an E and she continues to be um kind of like a force in it. She's still very much the main character. She's feisty. Yes. She's the feisty kind of like... And she's she also ahead of her time. Yes. Her thinking and everything. Like, Which I normally am... Um, I... Like, okay. 
You've sold me a little bit on the idea of gender equity and the idea of mental health, but she's still the same feisty person that she was before. So even though I would normally be drawn to that, I've already seen this story. But that's the thing that makes this different because it's not just about her anymore. She is like the main it's focus. The other characters. The ensemble that surrounds her also yeah. pushes the story forward because you love all the characters. You don't just love Anne for her being like, you know, fight the power. You love everyone else for standing by her, for fighting it too. Like, there's a teacher who's a total asshole in it. And that's, you know, gets dressed because of other issues. There's the issue of being gay in that time. All sorts of stuff comes up. Okay. And so that's, okay, your hot it's, button topics, It's really awesome okay. because they, it doesn't feel like this isn't true to the time. It feels like they integrated it perfectly, which made me love it even more because you're getting a new character and it also eventually leads to something else. Okay. It's not just introducing someone just for them to fill up space. It's not a very special episode kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. They are in it. Okay. All right, well, that's interesting. Um, There's also some interesting, like, I'm, old... I'm not twisted. Old... Like, I, I hate to break it to old, you. What is it? Old wife home remedies or whatever it's called? When they're like, oh, okay, you know, if you oh. have if you have croup, put onions on their feet and... Okay, Have yeah. them sniff cold air and stuff like that. All that other stuff comes in handy the, as well. The original uh, life hack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved finding out about some of them as well, because, yeah. you know, they work now. Okay, well... Granted, I wouldn't be putting kids' head I, I hate to break window, it to you. And you, this is where you, you get to say... You would love it if you watched it, because this is where the you relationships say, are awesome. This is where you get to say, you're so stubborn, and I cannot believe that you won't watch this, but I have a feeling that I will not watch this show. So consider you won't me even untwisted. You won't even give it a chance. That's the I, problem. I gave you a chance. I gave you like what, ten minutes to to. And the slow. By the way, as a final thought, just in case like there's a little bit of heart inside of you, the slow. <laughs> oh, burn, now I have no heart. The, the slow burn <laughs> of Anne Shirley and Gilbert Blythe <sighs> is also very awesome. And there's history with their families that I won't even say because you have to watch it to find that out. That's right. I'm not even going to tell you. Okay. Good. Because I'm not that interested. You should so. watch it, you mean, <laughs> mean woman. All right, so I think that is it for this week. Um, please, 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 uh, I will put in the uh, description a way to contact us and let us know what your favorite family TV show is. And also feel free to go on our Instagram and other socials to find out a little bit more about uh, what's coming up next week, as well as voting in that very important poll whether I am right and what and, and who and who or and don't with act an, like you don't know or and with an e and and then you can be on Daisy's side, which is you know the wrong side. It is okay. the right side of everything. If you are with me, you are on the right side <laughs> of justice. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Take Bye. care.